check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good day. My name is Kenneth Ray Coleman, Jr. Don't forget the Jr. And you are tuned in to the Let's Talk About It podcast. We are on episode number six. Episode number six. We're getting on up there, y'all. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go with it. All right. We got a special guest to the building. I mean, someone who is, let me, first of all, I'm going to say, I only bring amazing people on the platform. So this is no exception. She is an amazing person, an amazing light, um, has an amazing smile, um, a life coach. Um, I was able to be on her platform. I, I, I've known of her a little bit before that. And when I was introduced to her, I said, oh, man, I got to get her. I got to get her. So please, y'all welcome the amazing Marquita Dorsey uh, to the Let's Talk About It podcast. We're going to get them sound effects one day. Thank you. <laughs> turn it up. What's that? Turn me up. Okay, like turn up. Yeah. Turn up. <laughs> well, thank turn you, Kenny, for allowing me in this space. Um, again, I am Marquita Dorsey, mental health advocate and coach. I'm excited to be here, and I'm definitely excited about today's topic um, of being enough. I'm excited about it. So thank you for the invitation. And thank you for the intro. I almost felt like I should have went got somebody and be like, who's talking about you? But then you said my name, so I figured it was me. You know, hey, I'm, I don't think you're not enough because you more. I just gave them the brief introduction part of it. And that ain't even none of the adjectives, the accolades, and nothing like that. I just gave you a little stuff, the, the generic stuff. You know what I'm saying? You Kroger. You Kroger brand. You know what I'm saying? You ain't that Aldi stuff. Look, no the Aldi. No I said it again. The irony of I just finished working for Kroger. Oh, okay, okay, Kroger. What it do? <laughs> so this episode is I am enough uh the backstory of this is learning to know you're enough when you're not feeling like you're enough and so let's go ahead and, and, and tackle that let's go ahead and dive into this little turkey dinner you know what i'm saying now that's chicken this chicken dinner with the sweet baby gray sauce that's my favorite right there you know what i'm saying come on sweet baby oh sweet baby. okay don't okay I don't get me excited. All right, y'all see the video. Y'all okay. I'm cheesing over here. Don't talk about sweet baby grace out. Okay, so let's go ahead and how would you define not being enough? I would define not being enough as a mindset or a thought process of thinking that because you don't have something, you're not enough. And pretty much, I guess in short, not accepting yourself wholeheartedly. Flaws and all. Mm. Flaws and all. Like whatever comes with being you. Not accepting that, thinking of yourself is not enough. I could deal with that. I like that. Um, you know, this is something that I personally deal with. Um, so, you know, when I think of not being enough, I think of it as um, is someone or something not having the quality to be or to do something. And so a lot of times that starts with the mentor, as you said, and it matures. I always say whatever you are internally will manifest itself in the physical. Absolutely. So Absolutely. if I feel or if I think that I'm not enough, it's automatically going to uh, show physically in the in the manifestation. So that's a great definition. And we can take that to scripture, right? So a man Amen. thinks in his heart, so is he. You know, mm. no. that's where the root of me. 
Don't take me to church. I ain't got my tithe. I'm going Baptist. I'm going Baptist. <laughs> <laughs> so what is what's a uh, what's a misconception about being enough? Pretty much, you know, kind of going back to what you just said. Uh, thinking of thinking that you don't have something. A lot of times, when people think they don't have something, it's based on somebody else. Anytime that you think that you're not enough, you're really again not totally accepting who you are and all that you are. Um, and the misconceptions that you got to have like money and cars and clothes, certain degrees, or even in a certain body type, right? Um, that's one thing that we have to realize. Everybody's body type is what it is. Some people, I have a cousin, she eats all day. Ain't gonna gain, no way. I look at a cookie and boom, you know, but me looking at the cookie and gaining a little weight, I'm still enough. Her eating all day and not gaining weight, she's still enough, you know, because like we said in the beginning, whatever you think about yourself will manifest in your life physically. Super facts. I think uh, one of the misconceptions about being enough, I think people look at that as arrogance, cockiness, um, or and and for me, they just don't look at it as self confidence. And the reason I say it is because people, you know, try to throw that label out on me often because I'm my biggest cheerleader. Absolutely. I can't can't nobody tell Kenneth Ray Coleman ain't the sh you know what I'm saying? Ain't it? You better play it. I don't hey. I tell anybody all day, you'll find somebody who who has more accolades, who has more 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 uh degrees, they make more money, they title, position, but you ain't gonna make no meet nobody that's gonna make you feel like me. That's that right. gives you that vibe. And people look at that as as cockiness. And I say, no, it's 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 confidence. Because if you knew where I started from. Because it was at one time that I, I I didn't have confidence to even say that, like I was trying to obtain the the money, the the status, the the all these titles and positions because I didn't feel like that, and so I think that's one of the misconceptions. Like it ain't cockiness for me. It's not arrogance because cockiness is me tearing other folks down for to make me look good. Absolutely, I, I'm not doing it. I'm just saying that I know that I shine bright. And I, I, we can light up the stars like stars, millions, hundreds of stars can all light up and still be dope as heck, still shine. And a misconception is saying I can't say those things about myself. So don't let nobody tell you you can't tell you how awesome you are. Uh, I have a poster on my wall at work that says no one else is you. And that's your superpower. Amen. And I, I wish people would know that. I wish people would know that. And I think, you know, we're going to, I told you, we just, sometimes we just veer off. You know what I'm saying? It happens. And I, I think sometimes we use that as a weapon, though. You know, we use that as a weapon because we have so many people that enable us to do bull crap. They uh -huh. enable us not to activate who God created us to be. Instead, we're, we're just, we're, we're okay with being who we are in this season, in this moment. And I'm like, nah, you you better than that. Like you greater than that. You wasn't created to to be that. Your trauma or your scars and your wounds made you who you are today, but that's not who you were created to be. Not at all. You know, I had a pastor friend of mine some years ago uh call me out on humility. And um when he got through explaining it, you know, he was like, what it actually is is false humility. And it's like I said earlier. 
if you're on this earth as awesome and fearfully and wonderfully made as you are, bearing the image of Christ, having mm-hmm. the greater down on the inside of you, and you're acting like you can't overcome the things. Let me let me let me clean up my terminology. You're allowing yourself to sit in the challenges that were meant to build you up and you're allowing them to take you down. Then, no, you're not doing your best. That is not humility. That is not, you know, standing still, standing firm in who God called you to be. And I know a lot of times humility has gotten all kinds of good and bad names. And sometimes I think we have a real big misconception about humility, which could also be the culprit in people thinking that they're not enough. Right, well, right. I'm, I'm too cocky, like you said. I'm too arrogant. No, that's not the case. So you feel like you got to lower yourself and lower your standards. Um, and even to the point of not coming up to your full potential. I don't want to make nobody else look bad. So I'm just going to stay right here where I am. Well, you know, I don't want my family to be looking at me some kind of way. Listen, I'm going to be the example. You either mm-hmm. follow it or you don't. I'm right. going to be the example. So that's. I'm gonna leave it there. <laughs> okay, we we because we can stay there for a long time. Yeah, so you know, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna leave it there. Mm, yes, Lord, I'm telling about that. Glory <laughs> be there. So, okay, we talked about a misconception for uh, being enough. What's a misconception of not being enough? The misconception of not being enough is that you know the neg- having a limiting belief. You know, sometimes we. We don't believe we're enough because somebody said it or because of where we're from or because of what we have or even what we don't have. I was thinking about as I was preparing in my mind for this conversation, you know, um, some people have access to a lot of stuff and they still have limited thoughts because mm-hmm. what we don't recognize is how people understand or their perspective of what they're experiencing. And I almost say Ja Morant, because that was the example in my head. People, I don't really know this baby's backstory, but like they said, he came from a two-parent household, you know, went to a good school in a good neighborhood. He's in the uh, NBA, all of those things, you know, he should feel like he's enough. But none of that matters clearly to whatever he's dealing with internally. So there definitely could be a misconception that somebody may have thought he thought he was enough. You, you just don't know what people are dealing with because you because of what you see on the outside or because of or even because of how people show up sometimes. Just don't know. I, I like how you said how people show up um, because I was preparing, you know, for this conversation also. And I, I was looking at the um, interview of Miss Miss Jackson, the dude who, you know, they're very yeah, yeah, yeah. I was listening to her interview and she was saying how when she made that video with the hair bonnet or the hair piece or whatever she had on, she was going through so much. One of the misconceptions about not being enough is people don't know the hell that you're going through when you show up. And sometimes in that moment, that's all you have and you still have to be the person that everybody knows you to be. You know, that's why I, I love this thing that um, I all people periodically put it on and they say, you know, check on your strong friends. A lot of times we don't check on our strong friends because we always feel like they're supposed to be strong whenever I see them. And so showing up, you know, the misconception is just like, you don't know the hell that I had to go through just to be in this moment right now. 
And so you have so many people demonizing, talking bad, talking down about what they would do if they was in that situation. And mm-hmm. that's another misconception. You can have all the materialistic things you want in the world and still feel like you're not enough. Still, still know like that it. you are not enough. Still feel like it. You know, if you listen to a lot of those celebrity interviews and when they get personal and when they get down to it and they talk about it, they got the fame, you know, people wishing they had their life and they just wishing they could just go home and have peace and quiet sometimes because some of them still struggle with how they look physically and how they, you know, feel internally. You just, you just don't know. Um, you just don't know. Be kind to yourself and be kind to others. You know, um, it's tough out here. It's tough. You know, uh, I don't know who wrote it, but Terrence Mann said or in the movie, you know, it's hard out here for a pimp. You know, it's hard out here for people. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Ain't it, man? You know what I'm saying? And so I think, like, we want grace and mercy, but we're so selective in who we give it to. Say that. Like, we want forgiveness, but we are selective in who we give it to. Like, we want empathy and sympathy, but we are so selective when we give it. I tell this story, one of my favorite movies, um, and, you know, I, I, I'm i just an open book. I tell it like it is. Um, I was going through a divorce, three-year process. We ain't had nothing. We ain't had no land, no nothing, but we in it for three years. <laughs> Buku's the money I'm spending. I'm, that's a whole nother story. Yeah. But in, in the midst of that, I looked at um, Pursuit of Happiness, and mm-hmm. I saw the end of it when he said, when Will Smith finally got the job, and the guy said, was it as easy as you made it look? And Will Smith in that moment said, he thought about all the hell that he went through and he, tears coming down his eyes and he said, no, sir. And I was able to relate to that because people still expected Kenneth to be the nice guy, even though he's going through a divorce. Even though nobody is helping me it, through my divorce. Nobody is asking me, how my divorce is going, but they still want you to be that nice guy. They still want you to talk, speak life into them. They still want you right. to do all this. And I'm like, I felt that. Because right. the way that I show up, if you knew what it took for me to show up, because I had to go to counseling to be the best father that I could in the midst of a divorce because I, I wasn't good. Because the, the trauma, the, the wounds, the scars, consumed me so much I started becoming that yeah and so when people show up I'm like sometimes I think and this is a I think it's a blessing from God but sometimes I don't look at how people look I see how they are Mm. come on now so if somebody could be walking in a room and and smiling I'm like how you really doing because I know that's how how, how how are you doing and feeling today yeah. Like when, when I send that out to my folks, like that ain't no random text that I send to everybody. It's not I'm asking, how are you doing and feeling like because you are special? Like, don't give me no politically correct answer. Tell me what's up. All right, I'm done. I'm I, sorry. I had to clean that up myself. And that was the thought that had got away from me, like as it relates to showing up. And that whole strong friend thing. Of course, I was a strong friend. And it wasn't even because I chose to be that life presented itself that way and I, I had to keep going with life. But you know, two years ago I made a choice in in my strength to make uh open or present or make seen the moments that I felt weak. Mm. And so I I began to 
verbally express to my friends, this is what's happening. This is what's going on. Because a part of being enough is knowing and saying that I need support too. Right. I need support too. And so sometimes, you know, that misconception is that because I'm the strong friend, I can't ask for support. I can't ask for help. People should just know. No, they shouldn't. Because sometimes you don't even know. Yeah. The first time not, my friend asked me, what do I need? I was like, for real, for real? I don't know. I didn't I didn't know what I could delegate to somebody else for my life because I'm used to taking care of me all on my own the way that, the way that I know how to do it. So somebody's true. And these are friends who mean it. So if I say what I need, these are friends who are going to come through. I had to sit with that thing for a minute to say, <laughs> what do I need? You know, what can I allow in this space? Because I am enough to give all this love, to give all this support. I am enough to receive it as well. So that that really was a big thing for me. That was a big thing for me. Yeah, you sure don't know what to say. I like that. Um, I, man. Can you give an example of what not being enough looks like? I want to um, I want to go to the relationship space no because it's been one of the prevalent spaces in conversation that I've had to have. Um, not feeling like or not believing that you deserve a man or a woman, a partner who's going to be patient with you, a partner who's going to allow you to become safe in the space that you guys are in. I'm speaking from personal experience with that. I didn't feel like that I could verbalize exactly what I needed from this man who wanted to be in my space. Mm -hmm. and so knowing that I'm enough you know and then and then seeing the the trauma not because I'm I want to be careful again we're using these words so loosely <laughs> seeing the disconnect that it actually caused in our relationship just because I didn't verbalize you know what I know I needed because I internally did not feel like I was enough you know had us going probably longer than we should have and then too it didn't give him a fair opportunity in the beginning to say, yes, I can provide this for you. Or no, I cannot. I don't want to skip ahead, but you said something that is just, um, how, how do you, okay, we'll, we'll talk about that later because I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a, I, I, I don't want to get ahead of myself because, this is, you know, this therapeutic, Come you know on. what I'm saying? So I, I apologize. This this is my safe haven. So, you know. Oh, I understand. You know, I understand. <laughs> How important is healing to allow? No, let me take that back. I, I want to ask that question. We're talking about what is the difference between feeling like you're enough and knowing that you're enough? You know how sometimes in the music you hear these rappers sing all these songs, and then you learn the lyrics and you start singing it too. I know I deserve this. I'm, I'm enough for that. I should have this. I should have that. And then in real life, nothing, not a lot of things about your life present as if you believe what you just said. Right. You don't show up in your professional space, believing that you are enough for the raise, believing that you are enough for the current position that you have. It's not even all about having a raise sometimes or moving up. The position that you apply for or approved for, you have to show up. But there are some times you feel like, well, maybe I'm not the one. Maybe I shouldn't be in this space. You don't, your action don't show up or 
you don't prepare yourself to do well or to flourish in that space. And that can be any space at that point. I am enough, but I won't eat well enough for my body to get what it needs to serve me well. You know, I feel like I'm enough. I'm saying I'm enough, but my actions are not proving that I truly believe I am enough. I say I'm enough. I feel like I'm enough, but I date below, well below my means of intentions or my means of desires and needs. And so sometimes for the insecurities, you will get somebody that you absolutely know. And again, I don't mind putting myself on the front line. You know you don't like that person. You know you're not going to marry them. You know you're not going to be with them. But you'll get in that conversation. You'll be like, you know, I just believe that I should have this and I believe I should have that. But you're telling it to a man that you know either can't give it to you or won't give it to you. And that's the difference. When you're with your girlfriends, y'all having these conversations about, you know, what men should do, what you want, what should happen. And then when you are actually in the situation, you don't show up that way. You sure know what to say. Um, where my Pepsi at? Lord have mercy. Um, <laughs> Not the Pepsi. Uh, it's one of them, one of them, one of them conversations. Uh, because I even like currently, I still struggle with not be, feeling like I'm enough. The difference between feeling like you're enough and knowing you're not enough, feelings are based on your circumstances and situations. It's based on your right now, what I could see, what I could feel, what what my environment is. And that's why one of the things that I had to learn in counseling is that you have to really understand this concept. Sometimes your feelings aren't reality. They are. So I can't, I should not react off of my feelings until I know what it's about. The difference between feeling and knowing uh, feelings is based on my circumstances and situations. The, what I know is based on the knowledge that I have on the subject, which will allow me to use the wisdom in acting in it. I see. So a lot of times we don't, we don't take knowledge into who we date, who we have friends with. We give them titles and positions and we don't know anything about them, but because how they make us feel in the current moment, we finna make them they, husband, wife, jump off. We finna do all these things. Status. Amen, amen. And it's not until you really know what knowledge do you have on this person? What knowledge do you have? And, And that's the difference. Yeah, that's true. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yes, Lord. That's the church saying. You, you better get down in there. You better yes, get Lord. down in there. <laughs> get on, girl. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But um, so feelings and and what we know. We live in a society that puts more emphasis on how we feel about something. That's why we don't really know anything about certain things. And so how do we recondition our minds and our hearts um, to not act off of how we feel when we're feeling like we're not enough? I was in a workshop the other day called Crucial Conversations. And um, one of the things, the chapters that I had to do was writing, uh, writing your story. When we experience things, we write a story about that experience, how it made us feel, all of those things. When you when you 
are in a situation, one of the first things you can do is like take a deep breath. Mm. We really don't always understand the value of being able to take a deep breath in a moment before you make a decision based on how you feel. Because again, like you just said, the way you feel isn't always the facts. Like you go to a car lot, car lot and this is the car I want. I just feel it. I feel like I look good in it. But the fact of the matter is, it's going to be over your budget. Amen. Well, Amen. I can make it where I feel like I can make it. It's over your budget, you know. And so one of the first things you can do is take a deep breath, center yourself, focus on the present and where you are now. And then know the facts before you even go to the car lot, before you even get in a relationship. You have to know who you are, what you're looking for in this car or in this relationship or in this job in this ministry, whatever you're getting ready to connect yourself to, you have to have the knowledge, like you have to do the research. And a lot of times the research that where we need to start, the place we need to start the research is on ourselves. We don't know who we are for real, for real. So the misconception or feeling like I'm not enough can absolutely overtake all of us because I don't know who I am. You know, I've lived my life for over 20 years off the perception, conception, the thoughts of other people. Because, you know, sometimes it's almost frowned upon to go inside yourself and find out what makes you you. You know what I'm saying? But how do I not do that and still want to go out into the world and show up in a successful way in a relationship with somebody else or being with somebody else? So take a deep breath. Know the facts before you make a choice. Because your feelings are going to change again, you know, at the end, once you make this decision, you could go from real excited to real depressed or real sad because you didn't make an appropriate choice. I'm going to even say a bad choice. You didn't make an appropriate choice, you know, and you went based on your feelings. Feelings last for a moment. They change. I think that's one of the, the dope things um, about reconditioning your mind is that, you know, I, I love that take a moment. You know, just just breathe. Um, and that's one of the ways that you can stop not reacting up feelings and, you know, act on the logic in a situation. I think one of the hardest things to that we that it's a must to recondition our mind is that we got to heal. But I think before we get to healing, too many of us don't have honest conversations with ourselves. Because to have it's a difference. Like, I think a lot of times, you know, and I'm just giving people the benefit of that. I think we have truthful conversations all day. You know, the truth is based on your own bias answer or opinion of something. So that's why you hear people say, this is my truth. This is yeah. my whatever, you know, they, they yeah. use that. I'm, I'm real. I, I listen to people, but being honest is when I can come to you and give you an unbiased opinion about something or when I can, quote unquote, when I can overshare something about the subject that we're talking about. So in order for people to realize that they have to heal, they first have to realize that they've broken or they're, they're um, what's the word? Broken, have a scar, unhealed in an area, you know, and that level of vulnerability, we don't really give to ourselves. That's a gift that we don't give to ourselves. So how can I give it to somebody else? Yeah, I'm, I'm so back to what I just said, you know, knowing ourselves, taking time with ourselves, 
And that's one of the things, me personally, I'm grateful for this space in my life I get a chance to do. Um, I became a mother at 18. Before then, I became uh, a support to my mother who became a single parent, you know, so I had to help her with my brothers. There was no time for me. And not mm. only was there no time for me, there were no tools for me. Mm. Even knowing how to look within, knowing how to assess who I am, I, my family line, we didn't have it. You know, nobody could say, come here and sit down and do this and do that and go within. Like existentially uh, in my line, we, we give, we're givers. Like we give all outside of ourselves and to the point of burnout. And now you're mad and, you know, you're you're even more broken because you feel like everybody has taken from you. Well, they've taken what you've given, you know, and you've not left anything for yourself. And that's why the whole you can't pour from an empty cup thing is so important. I'm not going to give you I can't give you what I don't have. And if I do give you something, it's something that I can either afford to lose or that I can afford to give you. So I don't go without by giving you what you need. You know, and we both can benefit from it. And that's just honest. If I can't do it, I'm a, honestly, I can't I, I can't do it. I'm, I'm, I can't do it. And, I, and and that's why it's so important that we have to recondition our minds and our hearts, because we have to redefine things that work for us. I, I did I, write that down. I, I tell my I tell my daughters already, I said, here's the key in how to make a relationship work. This is daughter father relationship. As a father, you are my number one priority. In return, I should be your number one priority. So we never have to think about each other because we're always replenishing each other. And that's the same thing it needs to be in relationships, but we're not taught that. We're taught to get what I can, how I can, for as long as I can, and I might change or I might heal or I might do it based on conditions. And so we don't even, I, that's why genuine people get ate up in this world because they, they don't really believe in genuineness. So that recondition changing your whole mindset, like your whole concept of life, you have to change. Yeah. Letting go of things, you know, belief system that no longer serve you. Uh, a guy friend of mine had told me that a couple of years ago. And when he told me I resisted even that statement um, because I'm like, hold on now. These, this is who I am. This is how I became who I am. How are you going to tell me to let go? But then as I began to sit with that and walk through life and that, I realized some of those things, it just didn't work anymore. You know, it's just, and that's okay. Right. We should be evolving. We should be growing. And there are things that should fall off. There are things that should fall off, you know, so that we can add new things to it. But, you know, cause if you don't make space for anything new by keeping all the old stuff, you don't you don't grow for one and you don't get to experience this journey because it's a journey, man. It's not, you know, things change every day. It's a journey. And I, I think like we're we're so used to coasting and just existing in life that we never are put in we're we're no we're never accepting of situations and environments of how God created life to be. Because a lot of us spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically are walking around like Ray Charles. God's blessings are all around us, but we can't see it because we're so blinded by our trauma. We're blinded by our triggers. We're blinded by the hate, the resentment of everything that happens to us. And we're just walking around like Ray Charles. And then we go to God and say, 
well, God, I've been praying for this for this long, and why you ain't do this? And he said, yeah. well, he gave yeah. you that. But you ain't accepted. God is not forceful. He's not. Uh, I'm reading Exodus 14. I don't know. TikTok be, you know, doing what it do. And this girl said, read Exodus 14 for seven days. Like, before you get out of the bed, before you do anything. And I'm like, you know what? I mean, it ain't gonna hurt. It's the scripture. And so I've been doing that. And then certain parts have just now started in, are coming, like, coming into play for me. And then when, when they were going across the sea, and then they, they thought they were gonna die. And then Moses called out to God, and God was like, what you calling me for? Tell yeah. the people to go forward. And I'm going to harden Pharaoh's heart. Once they go through the water, then he's going to bring the water back together and they were going to drown. You know, God has already said what he said concerning our lives on this earth. We got it. You know, we have it. And that right there in itself says, I am enough. My father already said what he said to me. And so we crying out to God and God, you know, he told me, what you calling on me for? Do what I told you to do. Do what you know to do. And I am enough gives you that tenacity, if you will. It gives you that confidence. You know, it gives you that courage because he said, don't be afraid. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Whatever you're facing, if you got to say that scripture as many times as you need to, so you believe what you're saying and what you're feeling, you know, you do just that. But I was just like, when I read it this morning, and that's the one that's been sticking out all day. It was like, what you calling on me for? Mm -hmm. Tell the people to keep going. Mm -hmm. I, I already have the plan. I already know what's going to happen. Y'all just keep going. Moses may have gotten nervous and scared because now the people complaining and fussing, but God is like, what? Keep going. You know, and in that I am enough, when Satan is doing what he's doing, the enemy is doing what he's doing, or even the inner you, because sometimes that's our biggest enemy, the inner me. And it's because I don't even know who that is. Yeah. So I'm fighting myself when I should be paying attention to myself. You know? Remember I, what he said. Yeah, and I think we have to realize that, you know, feeling like we're enough is it's an internal struggle mm -hmm. that we start entertaining people that are going to activate that struggle, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so we have, if we're not careful, if we never have an honest conversation with ourselves, we start believing what people say about us, what people put us in, in situations. Because I, I tell people this all the time, like often I feel like based on my circumstances and situations that I'm not a man, that I'm not a good father, I'm not a good friend, I'm not all these things, like these, these are based on my circumstances and situations. And every once in a while, I have to look up and say, uh, am I sure I'm not that? Okay. You know, be, because everybody can't be like putting you in a situation and, and it'll make you go crazy if you don't know who you were created to be. And so that's mm -hmm. that's the struggle. Like, you know, but being honest, can you be honest? Like some people and I say this last thing, some people, it's not a struggle because it's their normal. Yeah, Ooh. they have adapted that and that's their everyday life. But for me, it's a struggle because I know the work that I have put in to be a man. I know the work that I put in to be a father. I know what I'm putting in to be all these other things. And just because you. I say this last thing, what I learned in counseling is that don't take it personal how people treat you. Don't take it personal what people say to you because they're dealing with their own stuff.
And in, in those times, it's projecting yep. what their struggle is off on you. So don't take it personal. I'm yeah. done. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's good, though. You know, that's good. And somebody asked why we got to go to counseling. You wouldn't know that had you not gone. You wouldn't even have the proper terminology. You wouldn't even know how to protect yourself in coming relationships, right. you know, family relationships, love, whatever. You wouldn't know how to protect yourself from people's projection had you not started going to counseling. And again, I am enough to receive the help and support that I need working through my own thoughts. You know, I deserve to go through my own thoughts and, and fulfill myself with the thoughts that are good for me. You know, having a plan that casts down those things that don't serve me well. We don't have a plan for that. We let those thoughts come up. Because some people are like, don't, you're supposed to talk to yourself. Let me tell you something. <laughs> me? Me? I'm going to have a conversation with Marquita, okay? Because like you said, it's an honest conversation, girl. Let me tell you who you are. Let me remind you. And my daddy used to do that for me. So let me remind you who you are. And sometimes because we learn to isolate when we're going through things, nobody even knew the trenches we got pulled out of but us and God. Because right, we right. isolated ourselves. So why wouldn't I remind Quita of coming out of the deepest hole I had ever been, had ever been in? Why wouldn't I remind Quita, you know, of walking away from a man that you thought would be the best thing since sliced bread, but you chose you because it wasn't the man that was going to serve you in a relationship? Why wouldn't I talk to me? I talked yeah. to me. I, you know, when I say that. When I when I started realizing that I was enough, knowing that I got talked about more than I was when I felt like I wasn't enough. Because when you start knowing that you're enough, then you start putting boundaries and expectations in your life. And I was um, I don't even know what you want to call it, but I just say I was dating somebody at the time and I was getting into the groove of realizing who I was, what I was about. And so um I never forget it. Jazz, no, no, no. Let us see Raheem Devine and Leela James was at the Orpheum Theater. So I at the at the drop of a dime, I just went. I was like, let me, let me go. Because that's my safe haven. Oh, that's my getaway. And so I was telling the person that I was dating, I was like, man, I'm gonna go to this concert. And they was like, who goes to a concert by themselves, especially a dude? I said, somebody who ain't waiting on somebody to put a smile on their face and heart. Like, okay. And she was like, well, why you ain't take me? I said, because of that exact reason. Why would I give you a great experience and you think like that? Like, wow. you know, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, people will talk about you when you have those boundaries and expectations. Like, something is wrong with you. Like, yeah. that's stupid. That's dumb. Okay. Let me be dumb. To Look, to you. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I had a good time. I mm -hmm. went to my first concert, my first solo concert. And I think it was actually my first concert. The Legends of Southern Hip Hop uh, was at the Soto. Mm -hmm. Juvenile and Mystical, all those people. And the original plan was to go to Florida to visit my friend from college. But those plans fell through. And um, I was like, well, I got to do something for the weekend. I bought a ticket to the Legends of Southern Hip Hop. I went by myself. My homeboy was like, I ain't never heard no girl going to a concert by herself. Listen, ain't nobody go with me. I want. I was going to be out of town anyway. I want to go to the show. I got the money. I'm paying for them. I went to the time of my life. Yes. Time of my life. I'll go to the movies by myself. I'll go out to eat by myself. I'll go sit at the pool on the porch. I don't, I, listen, 
If I want to go, I will go. And I'm so glad that I got to that place. Again, saying I feel like I'm enough, you know, but my actions weren't lining up. Doing what I know I want to do because I believe I'm enough, then my actions start lining up. If I believe that I deserve a good time, then guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to plan and book me a good time. You want to go? Come. If you don't, I'll tell you how it was when I get back. And, and you know, for me, I don't even send no invites, man. Because for me, like, I got to worry about you in my safe haven. Like, for me, my like, when I go to concerts, live music, when I, that that's my safe place. Mm -hmm. And so I don't want to have to worry about catering to someone else when it's my therapy session. Yeah. Like, you know, so, nah, we, you know. <laughs> I'll tell you when I come back. And I'm glad, you know, and I'm glad you know those things about yourself. Like you said, those honest conversations that work. And you said how important is healing in this process. This is what it looks like in this process. So now you're not on Facebook making statuses saying ain't no good people out here to hang out with. You a good person to hang out with. Yeah, <laughs> you hang you out with you. You know, you go to the spot where people who are like-minded, because if y'all are all in the same place, y'all all enjoy this one thing for sure. You'll meet somebody there. Have a good time. We meet there every Tuesday. We meet there every Thursday, whatever the case may be. But, you know, accepting yourself wholeheartedly for everything that you are even the things that you may not be or think you aren't because the truth is we're not perfect you don't have it all whatever it all looks like there are some things I simply cannot do I don't care how I try or whatever I just can't do them but that doesn't mean that I'm not enough there are some things I do really well you know I'm still enough due to that fact as well whether I can do it good bad whatever I am enough because who I am is not always tied to the things that happen outside of me. It's because of what's inside of me, you know, the things that do happen outside. Because so making sure I know who I am from the inside internally, yeah, proves I am enough. Amen. And and one thing I did have to realize, and this is me redefining things for myself, like I had to redefine and say, it's okay not to be enough. Because I had to realize that for an unhealthy person, I'm not enough for you, boo-boo. Ooh, come on. For, for an unhealthy, an unhealthy, an unhealed environment, I'm not enough for you. And so when I have to I, I start learning when people talk about me and say things about me, I, I ask them spiritually and mentally and emotionally, cite your source. And if your source is coming from an unhealed, unhealed place, I ain't listening to what you're saying. I'll cite your I'm, not I'm not taking heed to what you're saying because you are already in a in a in a messed up situation. So you can't see me. You you can look mm. at me. Hey, anybody can look at me and say three things. I'm tall, slim, and handsome. That's it. <laughs> Come on. When you see me, do you see that I have a genuine heart? Do you yeah. see that I will go to the ends of the earth to make sure that you're happy? So at least I'm going to make sure that you're going to cross the street to make sure I'm good. That's it. You, can that's you it. see these things? And if you can't see it, that's okay. I'm not going to talk about you. I'm not going to say nothing about you. My my preference and what I like, my my standards in life is what I want. And, and that's if, that. And if, if, if the Bible, we're going to bring the Bible in and then I, I'm going to ask you these three questions, I'm going to let you go. But if the Bible says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart, meaning when I become pleasing in God's eyesight, 
the desires of my heart will change. It will be more Christ-like uh -huh. to give him to be able to give the glory. So when I get married again, that's going to be pleasing in God's eyesight. That's it. And so why would I why would I settle for some bull crap? Why would I dumb down the desires of my heart when I did so much work to be pleasing in God's eyesight? That don't make sense. Snap it up. Come on. Okay, Listen, I did the work. I'm doing the work. You know, I told my last uh, boyfriend, I said, Listen, sweet love, all I can do is get better. You know, you tell me what it is, all I can do is get better. That's my goal is to get better. I'm listening for the feedback. You know, I'm not taking it too personal. I'm all I'm looking for is what I can do to get better. And if it doesn't work for you, then it doesn't work for you. It doesn't work for you. And I'm glad, you know, that's another thing about being enough too in our culture. We got to stop doing like when you separate from somebody, you don't have to tear that person down. You know, our goals, our missions, our values, our purpose just did not align. You know, I release you to go on your way, release myself to go on my way. And that's that on that. That on that. My, my motto is, and this is when I got it wrong in the working world a lot of times, this is this is my motto now. So when, when my folks hear it and they, they try to talk about it, don't I ain't talking about years ago when I was messed up. I'm talking about right now. But if I show up with integrity, I'm leaving with integrity. That's it. That's just it. Like we, ain't got, we ain't got time to play with it. Like when I went through a divorce, my godmother told me, she said, I want you to do me a favor. And she said, I want you to protect her heart. And in the midst of everything that we went through, it was hard as mm -hmm. all that <laughs> to be intentional about it. See, it's one thing when someone gives you instructions and you have to be intentional about it, mm -hmm. and reactive about something. And so when you have to be intentional, so when you're protecting someone hard who's trying to tear down your heart, tear down your life, that's difficult but you still do it. So when I show up for something, I'm showing up with integrity and I'm going to leave with that same integrity. How can I say that I value somebody that when I'm leaving out the door, I'm ready to tear you down? Right, right. That really looks bad on you. Yeah. How I, how I love you, how I like you, is not on the good days. It's about the days when we inconvenience because those are the days that I have to inconvenience. Those are the days that I have to sacrifice to still show you to show up and show you that I love you, even yeah. when I don't feel like it. Even when I feel like it. <laughs> when I don't feel like it, okay? Okay, okay. That's 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 what we're doing. Okay. <laughs> so we talked about um, you know, heal, being enough, feeling like you're enough, knowing that you're enough. It starts with the healing process. Um, and I think we use that word so loosely that we don't. We took away the value of healing. Wow. And so I think that's why so many people aren't interested in doing it. Because you have unhealthy people saying that you need to heal like they healed. And now we're using it as a weapon. Come on, false prophets. <laughs> so so how do we like in in. When, when, what are some things that people can do to know they are enough? Sit down, 
let me let me let me get it from right here. Matter of fact, let me get it from right here. I hope I'm not all my stuff down trying to get it right here. Uh, to know. Uh, number one, stop attaching your worth to existential things and people. Mm -hmm. Okay. Number two, you begin to see your own talents and your own qualities and your own potential. So you don't connect yourself to opportunities or people or situations that just don't serve you and you can't serve in it. You know, you believe you are loved. Now, that one is vital because life circumstances, relationships with people, family, especially sometimes can make you feel like you're not loved because you didn't do something right or or you didn't do something the way they wanted to wanted you to do it. You got to know deep down in your heart that you are loved. And if it doesn't come from anybody else, you know you loved from the inside of yourself. Mm -hmm. um, don't need to be, you don't realize that you don't need to be perfect. Man, like just smash the thought that I got to be perfect. What I'm doing got to be perfect. Who I'm with got to be perfect. What I drive got, like, ain't nothing perfect, you know? Um, let go of people and belief systems and thoughts and responses, reactions that no longer serve you. It's outdated. It's old. It's not serving you well. Let it go. And then dream, you know, dream again. Sit down with yourself and see your life in the next, in the future and, and, and give yourself something to look forward to. And then put those things into action. Enjoy life like every day. Enjoy and then believe, share and support. Share space. That That's like a real big thing for me, especially in relationships. Like share space. One of my pet peeves is you invite me into your space and then you don't make invite me into your life and don't make space for me. Mm. I, I'm 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 just gonna. Well, back in the day I would show out, but now <laughs> now you know you know the difference between healing. Back in the day I would show out. You got okay. me messed up. But now I'm just like, hmm, I recognize you don't have space. I'm gonna move myself because I need space. You know, I need what I need. And if you've invited me into your life, you've got to make space for me. You have to make space to see me, to understand me, to, to know me, and allow me to know you. Now, another pet peeve of mine is being with men. It's almost to a red flag fault of unhealed or, you know, people who are not healed, people who aren't really ready for accountability. If I can't do anything for you, I'm not the woman for you. Mm -hmm. If I can't I remember dating a guy and he was driving and trying to open a drink at the same time. I'm sitting mm. right here. Mm -hmm. So you want to open this Sprite? If you can't say to me, baby, open this Sprite, or if you can't just hand me the Sprite, you know what I'm saying? I'm sitting yeah, right yeah. here. You want to swerve all over the highway trying to open the Sprite. <laughs> I, you you just proved that you'll kill us all for the, for the Sprite. I just, you know, so if you're going to invite me in your space, uh, you got in your life, you got to make space for me and then support. And that's how you know when you can support people like this space that we're in. We don't even know each other personally like that. But, you know, we have goals. We have like we've done the work and we're doing the work because okay. this is a journey. You know, every every 10 years, every 10 days, every 10 minutes, there's going to be something else that awakens in you. And you got to knock that demon down. You got to put that fire out just to keep going. And that's okay. That's absolutely okay. Ooh, you, you gave me a lot on that. So definitely I'm going to have to go back and write all that down because <laughs> um, that, that, that was beautiful right now. 
Um, one thing that you said that that leaps out to me is that um, no, you said a lot. I ain't gonna, I ain't even go one thing. Um, I think it is so important that it's about your vision. You know what goals you set for yourself. Um, sit down with yourself. You know what are the desires of your heart. And I think if you if we ever can have an honest conversation, because I'm big on honest, you're gonna hear me say that a lot. Like honesty, honesty, honesty. In having a conversation with you, God, whoever you need to have with about your desires, about your vision, then you need to ask yourself what responsibility comes with this. Yeah. And then am I ready to handle the responsibility? That part. Because what I one thing that I had to do in life, especially when I realized that I wasn't enough, and then when I realized I was enough, is that there were some things that I was praying for that I knew if God blessed me with it, I would fumble it. And so I stopped praying about it. There's certain things that I just I, I ain't I ain't praying about in this season because I know I ain't, I ain't ready for it. And I could be honest with myself and say, nah, we ain't finna do that, God. Because I know you real. See, because one thing I do do know about God is that God will give you the desires of your heart when you least expect it. And when you have to make a intentional choice to accept it. And so I, I read this thing, I read this thing from an unhealed person and I know they're not going to listen to the podcast, so they ain't going to say nothing, but I listened to this, this, this meme that they had when they said, you know, I'm tired of people misusing people who God intended to help you. Mm. And a lot of times this is what happens and that's where a lot of our prayers, a lot of our desires, a lot of our visions go unseen because the people that God has intended to help us are like God. God is genuine. God is kind. God is loving. See, God will love you in an unlovable situation. So he's going to send an angel to do that. Come on. And normally when somebody loves us, when we feel like we're not lovable, what are we going to do? We're going to push them away. Yeah. Um. Where was I? Cause I'm, I, I think it was a Dear Future Wifey podcast. And that girl said this guy was showing up. They were like recanting a relationship. Oh, and I think this is the guy that said heal with integrity. His part, his segment is really good. He Dr. Tolliver or Tolver, something like that. But he was talking about healing with integrity and he was recapping the girl who broke up with him. And she was like, she had everything mm -hmm. she had prayed for, yeah. he was giving it. But she said, I ain't gonna let it get the SHIT out of me. Mm -hmm. He was like, like, wait, what? She she had to leave. She God gave her exactly what she asked for. And she was like, nah, I'm good. You know, the whole it's too good to be true thing. And I really hate that for for us. I really hate that for us. That's why I said the enemy is out here like dragging us through the mud because we don't feel like we're enough based on the themes of the enemy's camp, like the things that he put out there as enough. When God told you before you were formed in your mother's womb, he knew you and the plan that he had for you. You've been enough before you became, you know, who you are. So 
feeling like you, you're not enough and then asking God for these things, praying amiss, and then he gives it to you. And you're like, well, I mean, I feel like I deserve it. I feel like I should have it. I don't believe it. I'm going to have to let this good man go find me because it's so good. He's planning trips. Like He's showing up for me. He's doing everything I need him to do. This is making me nervous. I hate that for us. I hate that and, and, and let me be honest. Uh, let me let me give us a honest moment of truth, truth peel or honesty peel. A lot of us don't deserve the goodness that we get in, in life. And what I mean by that is that sometimes when I when I hear people say they deserve something, normally they talk about it based on what they did in the past with somebody. It's not mm. based on your right now. So mm. you expect just because you treated a joke, a local joker as a king, and now you ain't you treat me like boo boo, you think I'm supposed to still treat you like a queen? Like, what they do that at? <laughs> yeah, like, nah, we see that's, that's how important healing is. That's, that how important that's how important healing is. So, the local joker don't get what the king should have. That That's all I'm saying, like, that, that what in. Healing to what well, first of all, acknowledging that you have a trigger scar or wound takes so much strength. I admire people that go to counseling, that go to care, that go to therapy. How, however, you do it, however, you go about getting your healing, because everybody don't have the same journey. We don't have to go the same walk to get to the same destination or to get to the same journey. But however, you do it, I and I, I, I take my hat off to people. Like, I go buy you, what's your favorite drink? Let me go get it. Because what it took for you to be vulnerable, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally, to get to the place to say, I got to do something else, it's like, that's like, whoa. Like, we ain't got that, we ain't got that self kind of aware like that. And that's good stuff. Yeah. I need okay. help. <laughs> two questions. Two questions. I'm a bitch farewell because I done held you long enough. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> is being enough a destination or is it a journey? It's absolutely a journey because if we're really honest, like we just said in a lot of these comments throughout this segment, there are going to be times where you're going to have to, you know, realize in this moment, no, I'm not, I'm not where I should be. I'm not enough to experience this or to have this or receive this. Don't mean you can't have it and don't mean you can't get yourself to that place, but it's a journey. Every day you wake up, every day you wake up, you're getting, you're reminding yourself, you know, you're doing the work. You know what? It's a journey. Having those moments where you experience vacillating between whether I am enough or not, that's a journey. The day you decide and realize that I am enough, yeah, that is the destination. And when you reach that destination, it helps you travel through the journey a whole lot better. That's what I want to say. Amen. Amen. Let me what's your cash app? Because that was a good one. Because <laughs> you took my answer. You took my motherfucking answer, man. <laughs> but I was I definitely, I was definitely gonna say it's both. Yeah. Because there are some times that your healing starts as a destination, and then you start uncovering more places that you need to heal. Mm -hmm. And so it takes you through a journey, through a, through a village, through a city, through, through, through whatever. On the mountaintop, in the valley low. And a lot of times that's why it's hard for people to complete the process of healing. It is. Because one thing that I had to realize is that 
the issues that I had um, through my marriage, they didn't start in the marriage. It started when I was younger. It started with the trauma that I didn't even know was trauma or that I buried so deep that, I, and then I started uncovering. I was just like, well, hold, 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 hold the freak up. Like, we, we didn't come here for this. Like, we came here for the marriage. And so when you, when you realize that that concept, people stop because they don't want to open that Pandora's box of emotions. They don't want to open that it's Pandora's box of, of feelings, of thoughts, and, and things of that nature. And that's scary. But, but I was so dedicated to wanting to heal. I said, Lord, wherever you take me, I'm willing to go because I got to heal. I don't want to miss out on nothing you got for me. And that's the thing about being enough, again, in your respective rights, place, space. It is difficult when you open that box to start breaking down those walls and bringing up those things. It is. And some people can get right there and be like, you know what? This is it. Close the box. I'm just going to go ahead. I go. And that's their choice. That's their decision. And that's why we can't let the existential things define us. Because that may that right there may make that person enough for whatever life they need to have, whatever journey they're going to be on. Not going all the way. Hey, it is what it is. That, that could be what's fit for them. Yeah. And we have to learn how to, you know, so the thing we have to learn how to respect people's identity, people's personal space. Like they say, you born by yourself, you're going to die by yourself. Like, Remember that when people got to go through this journey, when they got to work out their own soul salvation with fear and trembling, like just, just respect, just respect. And that's healing too. When you ain't trying to save everybody, when you ain't trying to change everybody's mind, when you ain't trying to, you know, project your stuff and your thoughts because of where you are, like that's healing too. When you can be like, mm, I don't like it, but hey, I love you, bless you, whatever you need to do, that's for you. I tell people all the time, I said, either I'm going to be the example on why you change or why you heal, or I'm going to be the reason why you heal. Oh, either way you're going to heal. But, but either way, one, I'm going to be there while you heal. And the other one is, I see you later. So the reason you heal, meaning you, you was too toxic, you was too whatever, I had to go. But you see what healing looks like. You see what that, that feels like, that vibe, that energy. The example meaning that we have established a relationship. If it's with my kids, my family, my friends, my whatever, like, and I stick around for that. But when it's all said and done, I don't play about this healing stuff. Because I know the other side of it. I me not when I was in a place where I not only felt like I wasn't enough, I knew that I wasn't enough. I was imitating other folks yeah, yeah, because they had blessings that I thought that was good for me that I wanted. I was trying to do some stupid stuff that wasn't who God created me to be or even that was in my nature, in my character. I'm like, well, what the fudge cake would you do that for? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so all these things, when you feel like you're not enough, when you know that you're not enough, one of the things, and we're going we're gonna to sum this up, uh, we're going to close it out and I'm going to let you have the floor. But I always say that people who feel, who, who have dealt with 
not being enough and not feeling enough have empathy for other people who are in the same situation. Absolutely. Not only do they have empathy, but they can spot it out. Yeah. A lot of times people don't like the mirror that we put up to people because they're so used to looking out the window. Mm. Here's mm. a trait. Here's a trait that I know when I when I'm always around people that I feel like they know they're not enough. They always talking about everybody else. Unwarranted. Always putting somebody down, always judging somebody else's situation. And it was unwarranted. Didn't nobody ask you for your opinion. You just got to blurt out and say, oh, you, yeah, 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 yeah. dang, baby, like you that unhealed? You that unhealed? Like what satisfaction? I had to ask somebody sometime. I'm like, what satisfaction did you get out of talking about somebody that you don't even know? Hmm. Hmm. Then they, then they got mad at me. They they got mad at me. Is it, oh, you sticking up for them? Maybe I don't know them, but I'm saying that's unhealthy behavior. Like that's toxic. Like you you messing up my whole vibe. I don't right. even want to go out to eat with you no more. Like what right. are you doing? Because I'm not going to talk about nobody else. This whole like, time. That's you know what I'm saying. But that ain't I ain't the one to cast. Okay, let me let you go on this. <laughs> I saw uh, today that you have posted guide me to therapy. Where do I start? What's, talk to me. What's that about? So, um, so I get like inboxes and messages about people because, again, my platform has opened up the space to begin talking about mental health. And it's not something many people are familiar with. They don't know where to go to even start with those resources. Like what exactly is counseling? What is having a therapist? Um, some of these mental illnesses, mental health triggers, all those things. And so I'm going to create a... Um, a webinar to kind of walk people through what it looks like to go through the process of getting the help you need through therapy and the, and getting those mental health resources. So to answer a lot of the questions that I get one-on-one -on -one through inbox or just in the mental health Monday live, I'm still create a workshop, a webinar, and then they can ask questions about, um, you know, things that they need to know that I may, that I may not have covered um, as well. So just just opening up that space for people can. I'm saying go to therapy, go to counseling, go to therapy. But then it's like, how I do that? Where do I do that at? And what do I do when I get there? And what do I and what do I do when I get there? Because when I do talk to people, they was like, "What therapy gonna do? How they gonna help me?" In my skills class in in counseling in my master's program, I'll never forget it. What I remember is Domino's pepperoni pizza because it was a night class and we had pizza in the night class and we were having a conversation about children being molested. All I know is I saw pizza and my professor was like, three, two, one, there go to tears. And mm -hmm. I'm like, first of all, why am I crying in front of my classmates? Like we were supposed to be eating pizza. But in that moment, I had been triggered by the conversation of somebody molesting or hurting a child. And I'm like, I'm not going to see anybody that's hurt a child because I was 25 at the time. I didn't have the balance that I have now. Because <laughs> at that time, I wasn't going to, I was like, I don't know how to help somebody who's not a church, a Christian. I didn't know how to help somebody who had molested a child or hurt a child. I, but in counseling, and therapy, you don't get to choose that. You don't, you don't get to choose what the person has done and what they need help with. You just have to help this person, even right. if they are a predator, a molester, a murderer, whatever. And I was at 25, I was like, I ain't helping nobody that molested a child. And I just bust out into tears. 
because now my situation was in this conversation and he was he told us he said and that's why you have to deal with your stuff if you don't deal with your stuff that's gonna be the first thing walking your office can i say these two things and i'm gonna bid you farewell i tell people all the time when people don't heal from what um, what people when people do not heal from the trauma, scars, and wounds, they slowly start becoming what they went through. And I was dating somebody who was in an abusive relationship. She was physically abused, never dealt with that trauma. So she became mentally and verbally and emotionally abusive to me. Mm-hmm. And when I called her out on it and I told her, I said, hey, you are what you went through. Then she got defensive. Then she got all up in her feelings and was like, you just trying to, you think you better than me because you went to counseling? I said, no. There's one thing about me. I'm genuine. I'm not going to tell you nothing that is not for the betterment of who you are, what you were created to be, and how you need to go there. But you got to get some help. You got to get some help. She was one of the the people that could say I was the reason that she went to get healed. I ain't sticking around for that. The second thing is I tell people all the time, when you want to go um, people always say, you know, I tried counseling. It, it just wasn't for me, you know. And I tell them, okay, if you go get your hair done and the hairstylist don't do a good job, are you never going to get your hair done again? Come on. Good example. I'm going to use that one. Or are you, gonna, are you going to find another hairstylist? That's it. Same thing with a barber. Like, you find the person that's beneficial to you that can put you where you want to go. The first thing you got to know where are you trying to go? Because a lot of people, and this is what I've realized with counseling, a lot of people don't want to get healed. They, they want to transfer. People. They just want to transfer their unhealthiness off to the people who gave it to them. Mm-hmm. So you, you don't want to heal. You just want to transfer. You just want to make other people feel bad like you feel it. And I said, so you would never find the person that you're looking for because most counselors ain't going to give you that ticket to go dump your crap off to somebody else. And so, you know, I go back again. What honest conversations are you having with yourself? Stop getting stuck on because your hair was done bad one time, I ain't gonna never go again. I've gone through several therapists um, until I got the one that I have now. Oh, the one I have now. I love her. I love her. I pay the therapy out of pocket. That's how one, serious I am about myself because this last relationship, you know, heavily triggered me and about things that I didn't even realize could have been an issue. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want to be like, oh, it's his fault. No, 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 no. I need, I told her, listen, this ain't, this is more about me than it is about him. I need to understand how I showed up in this situation. So I need to deal with some stuff that, that I thought maybe I dealt with or didn't know I needed to deal with. And so, you have to be willing to put the work in. We spend money on all those things that make us feel like we're enough, that make us look like we're enough, but we won't invest in a thing that will actually make us enough. Mm, mm. And that's what counseling will do for you. Okay, mic drop. Let me throw it down. <laughs> so um, I, I'm, I'm going to need you back on the podcast so we can talk about that, <laughs> going to counseling, what that looks like, how that, that shapes up. Um but how can people get in contact with you, especially if they want to start that uh, webinar when you start it up? Um, how can they get updates for Mental Health Mondays and things of that hey, Come Let's on, go. Mental Let's Health go. Mondays. Let's go. 
So first and foremost, follow me on Facebook, Marquita, M-A-R-Q-U-I-T-A, last name Dorsey, D as in David, O-R-S-E-Y. That's my official, that's my official page, that's my official name. I don't do no nicknames on there. <laughs> You'll see me, um, my professional headshot photo, shout out to AI, but okay. go ahead and follow me there. I do most of my, all of my communication about mental health and the things that I have going on from this space. It's just easier for me because it's, it's just me. Um, the, the webinar should be ready in two weeks. Seats are limited. So it's the first come, first serve. Um, and it, the fee is on there. It's $25. But let me tell you something. That's small according to what you're going to get out of this out of this webinar. My friend who is a therapist, she has a doctor. She has a doctorate in marriage and family therapy. Uh, we talk all the time, and that's where I make sure what I'm putting out and what I'm saying is good, you know. So I have wise counsel around me in that area as well. But I'm looking forward to it. I, I made that flyer last year, so I'm, okay. I'm really just about getting to it. Uh, I am enough, you know. I just doubted myself so bad when I made it. I was like, no, nah, I can't. I can't. Listen, it's out there. The people need it. They inbox me and I respond immediately. So why won't I create something that responds to everybody at one time? But the best way to contact me is through my Facebook page. And if you need to direct message me, do it through Messenger. My work schedule is wide open in flexibility. That means I'm, I could be at work at any different hour. However, I'll respond to you as quick as I can. All right. And if you need coaching, that's going to be a whole different story. But quick questions, um, information about it, follow my Facebook page because that's where I communicate it. Also, y'all get in contact with uh, um, anybody. I'm, I'm letting you know that anybody who get in contact with you and saying they having a hard time paying that $25, one person, let me know. I will cash up you that $25 so they can go ahead and get in there. So no excuses, no reasons why you cannot start investing in your mental health, whatever, the, the the repercussions, the benefits from it is going to be priceless. Let's go ahead and get it. We're going to get uh, Marquita back on the podcast, but we thank you for blessing us. Uh, we got some nuggets. We got we got to go back one and two and three times to go listen to it. <laughs> I got to write that stuff down. Write it down. But is there anything that you would like to leave us about anything? The floor is yours. May is National Mental Health Awareness Month, but we talk about mental health all year round in the light room. Listen, the cle no matter if it's a cliche or not, when something is true, it is true. Your health is truly wealth. If you're not feeling well, if you're not mentally well, emotionally well, you won't be financially, physically, spiritually, any other way well. Invest in your mental health. It don't always have to involve finances. You can go for a walk. You can deep breathe. You can listen to meditation apps. There are so many resources in this space right now for you to uh, advocate for your own mental health. If you need any mental health resources or anything I can be of assistance with, contact me through Facebook Messenger. Again, if it looks like it's going to lead towards me having to really get down in there, because I am not a counselor. I'm not a therapist. I don't want to go the deep parts, but I am a coach. I'll get you to the place where you're safe enough and you're bold enough to reach out for counseling and for therapy that I'll do for you, but take care of you. And and can we please get back on the podcast next month? Cause I want to dive into that, the difference between counseling and life coach, because that that's an interesting topic within itself. Yeah. 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 It is. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, maybe if not next month, the month after, but in, and just let me know when you're free and then we can make it do what it do. Cool deal. Not a problem. Again, thank you for having me here in this space. Uh, we appreciate you from the Lightroom. 
Shout out to Let's Talk About It podcast. You already know. <laughs> Let's go. You know what I'm saying? I ain't the man. And we thank you. We bless you. We love you. And uh, we just appreciate your honesty, your genuineness. And uh, you have a wonderful day. We appreciate you. Too, sir. Peace. We want to thank Marquita for blessing the podcast. And we are almost done for today. Uh, we come to the something to think about segment. And I'm going to leave this short and sweet. Something to think about is when I give something that penetrates your minds and your hearts and just let it marinate, just let it sit there. This week, something to think about is simple. Healing is the best gift you can give to someone you care about and someone you love. Healing is the best gift you can give to someone that you care about and love. I thank y'all for checking out this week's uh, podcast. I hope something was able to to penetrate your mind and heart and give you something to think about, something to marinate, something to talk about. Uh, get at me, email me, text me, DM me. Let me know what you think about the show. And until next time, ah. Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys.